Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the To The Point podcast. Um, this is kind of my impromptu start to every podcast now. I am still dealing with a cold. I apologize for my voice. Sometimes I will cough. I'm going, you know, but we're battling through. Like I said on Saturday, flu game, Michael Jordan, he did it. I can do it. <laughs> you know, his bulls are on fire, so I feel it's only fair that we battle through here today. And maybe you can hear Seamus talk more than me because his voice sounds beautiful as always. But um, before we get into the Breaking Bad tonight, Shay, uh, great to see you as always. And uh, what's, what's been on the go for you so far uh, early into this week? Juggy, it's, you know, it's not a cold. You're just on auto-tune, buddy. You just got to turn it off. Right. It's true. That's <laughs> true. No, uh, no, it's, it's uh, things have been good. Yeah, nice little weekend home. Got to see the fam. Got to see a couple friends. Didn't make it to the Rangers game, which I was disappointed in, but uh, no, think things were good. And to, uh, yeah, just, just to see everybody was nice, but now it's back, uh, back at her Monday morning or well Monday now, Tuesday. Yeah, no, yeah. Tuesday. And it's, I don't know. I'll get your opinion on this because I know you'll know mine the second I ask the question, but November 16th. So we're halfway through November. Yeah. We are past remembrance day. <sighs> Christmas trees being up. Is that a <laughs> no. yes guy or a no guy no. for that's you? A, that's a hard no guy for me. Yeah. 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 Uh, if I, if I see one, I, I automatically look down and shake my head. I, I, even today I was at the grocery store and I'm um, listening to Mariah Carey. I'm like, Oh Jesus, like this early. Like I got to listen to this for a, a month straight. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, I, I see a Christmas tree and uh, it's, it's, it's no guy for me. That's, that's all day. So you're, you're in a new home. Are you guys going to buy a Christmas tree this year? No, uh, no, we always, yeah, we always, uh, even last year we, uh, put oh. up, we, we get one okay. delivered. Yeah. We always do a donation one. There's, there's one that goes, um, um, you buy it and it's like donation donating to, uh, abused women. Okay. And, uh, we do that. Uh, Kennedy's done that the last couple of years. So we'll probably just continue to do that instead of, uh, just buying a freak tree. What right. about you? Are you big, big fake tree guy or big real tree guy? Um, I prefer no tree, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot. You're, you're an atheist. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I, yeah, I, that. I, I, I would probably say, I think mom has a fake tree, so I'll go with the fake one. Okay. Just, you know, but either one, yeah, again, I'm not the biggest Christmas fan. I hate the music. There's a few good movies, but they're few and far between. Um, but yeah, I, I think, December, like a month from now, I think it's the perfect, like December 15th. I'm okay. Eat like December 1st is early. Like that's still a long time to go. I think. Yeah. Well you put up your tree now. I, I mean, it's gotta be almost dead by the time Christmas. Yeah, rolls around. And what point, do you want to take a point. picture? We want to take a picture in front of a dead tree. Like that's not that much fun either. So I agree. Like, you know, may, maybe you can spread it to like a couple weeks maybe right. a little longer than that but yeah you don't you don't want to be going first of december either it's just you're just bothering everybody yeah no uh but yeah i've seen a bunch and it's just driving me nuts and the, the christmas i take a tree over christmas music any day of the week i hate it i haven't found a song that i like yet i like taylor swift's 10 minute rendition for jake gyllenhaal a hell of a lot more than i like uh mariah carey or <laughs> that's a hot topic right now who, eh? yeah like i listened to the song i thought it was okay have you listened to it yet no i, I guess the, it's the music video like there's this long interesting music video that goes on and 
has something to do with grooming and yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything cause I don't want any haters on the pod or get you canceled. So hate, hate, hate. Uh, <laughs> go Taylor team Taylor. Tay Tay. Yeah. Um, yeah. She likes to write about her ex-boyfriends that we do know. Uh, yeah. I actually like Jake Gyllenhaal for the most part, but um, yeah, you, you can't say that now. No, I hate him. I hate him now. I hate him. I have to. He was good in that boxing movie, but I hate him. You know, I just yeah. also he's very good in Prisoners, but um, hey, we should make we'll name a couple more movies. He's good in, but no, I can't. We don't like him anymore. No, I, I don't like him personally. I like his characters, but I don't like him personally. Um, but yeah, no, good for Tay. Uh, 10 minute song or a 10 minute rendition on. Saturday night, live, Saturday night Live, live TV. I don't know how the hell she got away with that one. But, hey, haters going to hate, hate, hate. And we're not going to do that here today because we got to talk about two great episodes of Breaking Bad, uh, uh, episodes three and episodes four of season five. Uh, last week, we, you know, the main topics are obviously Mike, Jesse, and Walter moving forward as a, a threesome uh, moving in business where Walt and Jesse are going to be cooking, Mike is handling the business, no questions asked. And basically, they're looking for a new place to cook. Saul is also involved in, in that uh, discussion. But heading into this episode, Che, it was really about all, the, all of Gus's men that were on the payroll that are now in jail, mm. their pay has been seized by the government. And Mike is trying to figure out a way to keep them from talking and really ratting him out and the rest of the operation. Yeah, as we know, Lydia, this kind of this woman that obviously works higher up with the parent company to Los Polos, was kind of obviously scared that these eleven people were going to somehow rat rat her out and then kind of blow up, um, you know, the rest of their operation. So you know, what does she do? She's so kind. She puts a hit out on all of them, including Mike. And Mike slow, you know, quickly puts a stop to that, but not without losing a good friend Chow and uh, another hitman. So, you know, those guys are gone, but there's still nine guys remaining. And like you said, you know, some of them we see in the episodes are in jail and they have no really, we'll call it hazard pay right. to, uh, to, to, to keep them silent. So, you know, what, what's the obvious thing we can do? Talk to, uh, talk to the DEA and uh, work out a deal. Right. So episode starts where it's funny. You see this guy <laughs> who's pretending to, if he is a lawyer, he's a really bad one because he's, he's just, yeah. you know, he's got that fake smile. He's signing the papers and he tells the, the police woman, Oh, I got my paralegal with me today. And it's Mike. And Mike goes in, he's got the suit and tie. It looks, looks quite dapper. I will say for Mr. Mm. Trout. And he goes and meets with Dennis who was running the laundry uh, where the uh, cook site was. And he kind of explains that the feds took all my money away. I can't, I can't pay the mortgage. What am I going to tell my wife? Like this is, but he also says, you know, I'm not a rat. I'm mocking around on you, but Mike also makes him a promise for keeping that silence. Yeah. He basically says like, you'll, you'll end up getting your pay regardless of what happened with the DEA. So, you know, you're, you're now thinking, okay, well, Mike is, you know, this is maybe why Mike is starting to get into working with Walter and Jesse because, Obviously, he needs to make money to keep these guys quiet. And obviously, when we see, you know, how they divvy out the money uh, later on, we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that. But yeah, it's it's right now. It's just hush, hush. Don't say anything, but you will be covered here eventually. 
Right. Yeah. We're going to work it out. You'll get all the pay that you deserve and just keep quiet in here and you'll, you'll be fine. We pivot to, and obviously uh, Mike goes and talks to every guy. They go to a bunch of different prisons. We don't see it all, but we do see the conversation with Dennis. Um, pivot to Walt. And this is really a big part of both episodes. Uh, Shay, a big theme of it is him moving back in to the house and his, his relationship with Skylar is terrible. She seems afraid of him and he's moving back in without really asking her for permission or her thoughts on the topic. Yeah. He thinks basically everything's great now, you know, um, in, in full context, you got that creepy scene at the end of episode two, where he's yeah. like kind of cradle, you know, like, you know, robbing her. I was like, Oh, like, like my precious or some shit like that. <laughs> and you know, she's, she sees him bringing all his stuff in and she, She's immediately like, oh, like, you think that's that's a good idea? Like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you want to ease up on this, but he's he's full force with it. And, you know, she brings up a topic of getting Walter Jr. into boarding school and trying to get him away. It says, oh, you know, keep, you might need a, a fresh start. And Walter's like, what kind of, you know, what kind of fresh start and what kind of bad environments are you talking yeah. about here? We live in a peaceful home, a house of God. Right. <laughs> exactly. And she goes, you're the bad environment around here. Yeah. You're, you're, you're bad. And he goes, you know, like he's graduating at the end of the year, like end of conversation, not happening, but this will pick up throughout these two episodes as these two mm. basically fight for a power position in the household. Um, pivot to, they go to meet Saul and Saul's talking to Jesse and Walter and he hates that they're involving Mike because Mike, when he was previously working for Gus, threatened to break Saul's legs if he did not get information on where Jesse was in hiding. So basically, the two boys say, you know, man up. Mike's our guy to get our business going. And you're just going to have to live the, you have to live with it. Like Mike's here to stay and he's, he's going to help us not deal with crazy people like Tuco, which they have in the past. Yeah, he's like a, he says, you know, we get a great trio here. We don't, we don't need a third, we don't need a fourth amigo, but obviously Mike, Mike's useful. And as we see, he's got plenty of resources, uh, including methylamine. But yeah. these guys, after, you know, after this little meeting, they go check out a couple spots. And the first spot is kind of like a cardboard factory. Uh, mm. But, you know, obviously, you know, Walter is very p particular on where he cooks because, um, you know, there's so many different factors, you know, who, who's, who runs it for one, how many people are around and what kind of chemicals are being used in the factory, which is kind of why they diced this one. The second is, I think a case some kind of quesadilla shop or some kind yeah, of, yeah, it's like a tortilla, tortilla, uh, yeah, factory. yeah, that's it. Yeah. A tortilla one. And, you know, obviously he says, well, we can't use food because, you know, if the mm -hmm. chemicals were to the smell, if they were to get on the food well that's a red flag plus you have random inspections coming in and out for any food uh, distribution place and they're like oh, okay you know they, they, ch they check check off a couple boxes and finally they get to this i don't i don't know what you call it, like a smaller warehouse slash garage judging? yeah it's, it's like a it's like a smaller version of a you know just kind of a small town garage uh you could see where a lift might have been but it's not there anymore a few shelves and you know Saul goes, just go ahead and tell me now so we can go eat. And Mike's like, no, 
basically like, no, it's not good. Jesse's like, no, this sucks. Like there's no room. We can't build a lab in here. But Walt's walking around. He goes, no, you guys are right. Yeah. It's actually the perfect place. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? And Walter points to these basically big tarps, these red, uh, red, uh, Per, uh, bl- uh, yellow and uh, green tarps and says this is perfect and what his connection is is that it's the colors of a pest control company and for Vomano's pest and his idea is we get the pest control people they go in there they fumigate a home so if we get in there we run a meth lab the smell the chemicals, nobody, you know, Bob's your uncle. Nobody's going to know the difference. And it's the perfect, nobody's going to come in and check because it's, you know, fumigation, unless it's Cosmo Kramer, nobody's going in there. And mm. it's the perfect place to, to hide in plain sight. Exactly. Yeah. These places are, you know, they're condemned. So yeah. there's once, and we see it once the owner gives the keys over, there's no way they can get back in for anything. Right. Uh, the place is cleared out. You know, the neighbors aren't going to, what can they say about funny smells? Because, you know, that's, that's just a pesticide. That's just what they're killing the bugs with. So it really works out well. And the fact that they're moving around uh, location to location, you know, they're basically, they basically are hiding in plain sight under anybody that's, uh, that would be looking for them. Right. So Saul says, yeah, I know the owner, so we're going to have to pay him a fee. We'll have to pay money to the four employees, but they'll move all the shit in. They stay quiet. And there's one rule Mike has is, okay, these guys are known for stealing. That ends right now. You do not touch a plate. You do not steal a candy, nothing. This, everything stays in perfect condition. So to get the equipment, there's another thing. And what do they do? Well, Jesse calls his, his buddy, Skinny P and Badger. They, and I thought this was very clever. They go to a music store, Badger's jamming out, Skinny's playing on the, uh, playing the uh, piano, and they basically buy four, I would say, extra large roadie cases, and <clears throat> they store all the equipment in it to cook, and they even get Vamano's Pest on the side, so there's no red flags if... Uh, for, for the homeowner sees it wheeled in, he goes, okay, that might, this, that just must be the equipment for the pesticide. Yeah. Yeah. Old skinny. It was nice to see skinny badger. You didn't get to see them a lot at the end of the season four, Yeah. but, uh, and they're like, Hey, we can help you out with something else. And as soon as Mike walks in the room, you know, Mike, Mike just gives them a look and Jesse's yeah. like, yeah, you guys should probably get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're, you're right. Yeah. This, this equipment works well. And you know, Jesse even brings it up. Well, you know, we got these little tents that they used um, back at the laboratory in Mexico. Mm. We'll grab some of those and that way their stuff isn't smelling like, you know, methylamine when they get home. Right. So they really do have a pretty soundproof plan. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of risk with, you know, you've got to make sure the workers aren't going to say anything. Mm -hmm. And you also got to make sure that you don't get caught by somebody else. So it's a tight lip operation, but it's it also works out really well. Yeah, absolutely. And Jesse, like you said, Jesse and Walt are planning. Uh, Jesse brings up the tent. Walt, uh, Walt loves it. He goes, that's a great idea. I'm like, great. And there's a scene, and boy, was this cringe. Uh, <laughs> Jesse and Walt are sitting there, and Andrea and Brock come in. And if you remember, 
last season, the real reason that Gustavo Spring is dead and Walter isn't is because Walter poisoned young Brock, I would say eight to 10 years old, probably younger than 10, with the Lily of the Valley uh, plant that he had in the back of his home. And Andrea says, why don't you stay for dinner? And Jesse's like, yeah, at least have a beer. He goes, yeah, yeah, sure. So they go to the kitchen and Brock is playing on his PSP and you just see Walt sitting there staring at him, probably looking at the kid saying, I almost killed this little kid. You don't think there was any, any guilt coming from, uh, I, I do. Mr. I White? think there was a bit because I think you looked and I think you see a kid like that. You think of your own. Yeah, true. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, he's got to feel somewhat bad and it's got to feel somewhat guilty. If you remember, you know, a couple episodes episodes ago when they're looking for the rice and you got, you know, Jesse breaking yeah. down saying, Oh, I almost killed you because I thought you did this when, you know, really he did not poisoning him. Right. Yeah. So he's sitting there just staring at him. It's a very, very awkward scene, uh, but they get through it. Pivot to the next day. The pest guys have everything set up. You mentioned the, uh, they're talking to the homeowner. He goes, God, what kind of chemicals are you guys using when he sees the big roadie cases coming in? But the guys are on the payroll. They know what they're doing. Walt and Jesse just have to pull up and start cooking because the tent set up, all the equipment is there. And what they do is that they cook first and then they set up the, basically they turn on the, the pesticides when they're leaving. But we see the a montage of them cooking and they even share kind of an intimate moment after, you know, in the middle of their cook. Yeah. Probably just waiting for waiting for one of the batches to, to arrive. They're having a couple of beers watching TV and, you know, Walter's like, Oh, it was really great to see with Andrea. Like, you know, you guys, you guys seem really, really great together. You know, you know, it's like almost like a little instant family for you guys. You know, our, and Walter goes, you know, how, how much basically says, how much have you told her? And, mm. you know, Jesse goes, I haven't told her anything. Like I don't plan to, he kind of gets, even a little worried probably at this point, knowing Walter's history, right. but Walter, you know, gives it right back to him and says, you know, I, I trust you. If you want to tell her, if you, you know, you feel comfortable with that, you've, you've earned that right. Basically. Yeah. And I thought he almost implied that he should tell her because yeah. I don't know why, but I guess he did tell Scott, he did not tell Skylar and she found out the wrong way and look how that turned out for him. So yeah. at least, at least he's giving her the chance. They're not married. She can break it off at any moment. And she's out of the uh, line of fire, so to speak. Uh, good clean, mm -hmm. good clean Eastwood movie. Uh, but, you know, she's not a threat necessarily. If there's another Gustavo Fring that comes around, even though. Uh, but, you know, so I, I found this was a good, actually a scene from Walter. Where I thought he was being sincere and not full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which has been rare the last, yeah. you know, even you could say the last season, he hasn't been full of shit, but yeah, you know, like, you know, in the back of my mind, Juggy, especially this, you know, after the seeing Walter the last, you know, few seasons, I got to think what's in it. You know, I'm thinking what's, what's the advantage Walter has right. is by kind of giving him, giving uh, Jesse anything because he hardly, you know, lets his, lets him make his own decisions, let alone tell him everything. Cause Walter says, I mean, you have free range to tell, you know, everything right from Mexico, right. to who right. we've killed, you know, what we've done. So it's, it's an interesting thing, but I don't really know. I couldn't even make up an angle in my head last night watching it, thinking what does Walter gain from it? So maybe he is for once just being, you know, a, a, a genuine human being. Right. Yeah. I, I think it was just kind of a genuine parent moment, if you will, where he said, 
if you're going to be with somebody long-term and you want it to be successful, you got to be honest with them because he is in a relationship right now where it is deteriorating yeah. very, very quickly. Maybe he's, maybe he sees the, you know, the ladder of why, why it, right. didn't, it didn't work for him and that he could, you know, even though he can't save his own relationship, maybe he can, you know, tell Jesse to save, save his by actually being truthful for once. Right. Uh, agreed. Um, so Marie has been very quiet in the show, but we do see her make a, a reappearance over the next two episodes. She goes to see Skylar at the car wash and, uh, you know, she even says that Hank is back at work. You know, he's killing his PT, you know, thank God for you guys with the money, who knows where he be. He's walking without his, his cane. You know, he's really doing really, really well. And, but she also mentions, you know, a big day coming up, which is Walt's birthday. So this is just for reference season five. It's been one year basically since all this has happened. So Tuco, you know, Gus, this, it's one year if you can believe it. And, you know, Walt was diagnosed a day after his 50th birthday, but Skylar says, you know, I don't think we're going to do anything. It's not really a time to celebrate. And she kind of has this, she erupts and has a, a breakdown right in front of Marie. Yeah. She lights up a dart and, you know, all of a sudden she's just, she's just losing at first. Marie's like, you know, you shouldn't smoke. Like what is, yeah. you know, in front of your employees kind of harassing her a little bit. And then she just repeatedly yells, shut up, shut up, shut up. And, you know, Marie's just kind of sitting there flabbergasted, like what the hell is going on? Because obviously this outbreak to her kind of maybe seemed out of nowhere, but honestly, you know, you could tell even before that Skylar's face was kind of like, not a little mopey, a little disinterested, you know, yeah. she didn't really, she didn't really care about what Marie had to say. She kind of agreeing with her on everything. And obviously this is, you know, a red flag and, you know, this is kind of Skylar's breaking point, if you will, on, uh, on her and her, you know, current state of affairs with her husband. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she didn't know what to do. She had nobody to talk to about. She's living in a home with this guy that she does not trust that she's worried about her kids and she basically just had to get it out. And Marie had to take, take the brunt of it here. But after the cook, Walt returns home and you just see Marie sitting on the couch and he goes, uh, hi Marie, like how are things? And it's kind of like, she's like sitting on a couch outside of a psychiatrist's uh, office, like waiting to go in. She's just like sitting with her bag and he goes, okay, what's going on? She says like, Walt, she had a breakdown with me. Like she just was in hysterics. I couldn't, she just told me to shut up, shut up. And she basically says, why is she mad? Like, have you started gambling again? Like what, what's going on with Skylar? Yeah. I mean, at this time she, she wants answers. She's not walking yeah. away with, with nothing, not, not walking away empty handed. And, you know, this is another moment where Walter kind of has to yeah, basically make something up on the fly and, you know, this this cringy scene but uh, reveals to marie that skylar was having an affair with ted and you know ted is you know a, as we remember at the end of the season four ted is pretty banged up from yeah. you know, running head into uh his countertop and basically you know he, basically paralyzed walter, yeah walter said he basically might never ever walk again and she said skylar's taking it really hard right now you know obviously maybe some still feelings and Marie is shocked by this. She's, she's like, what? Like Skylar? And it's like, what the hell, what the hell is this all about? But there's, there's a, re a repetitive 
you know, almost notion to the, uh, to the show Juggy, where Walter continuously lies and the, the both of them kind of cover for Walter. So by, by making right. Skylar looks bad, like she's continually the bad person in every situation, whether it's with her son, whether it's with Marie now, right. you know, thinking she's cheated or, you know, you know, she, he, she's the bitch mom. She's the, you know, the unfaithful wife, but it's really, you know, Walter's the bad guy and, the, you know, he's the one who's mm. causing all this, but they can't, they can't tell them the truth. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about this more as you're saying that this is why when we watched it the first time, I mean, I think we both talked about this. We hated Skylar. I remember my first watch. I am like, Oh, I hate Skylar. Okay. Yes. Walt's a terrible human being, but why? Like, he's just trying to make this family better. But in this moment, he just got rid of Gus. He wants to cook again. Like you're in a situation that's okay. And she's well within her right to feel this way. And you're right. She's taking blow after blow or people look at her so little compared to what they used to, including her own sister. And it's, this is why we thought that because the show is painting is kind of throwing the narrative at us that she is this bad person, but in, she's not at all. I mean, you could say she's bad for hiding Walt's secret, but in reality, what wife wouldn't, a lot of them would, mm. would hide this secret for their husband and, you know, face the con consequences after. But I think this is why we as people in general, you know, the Twitterverse, what, you know, what have you have such a little opinion of Skylar. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you look in hindsight and just kind of scope in on her life and you know, what she's been through the, the lies that she's been put, you know, she's been put through and then everything that's gone on with Ted and trying to deal with that over the end of the last mm -hmm. season, yep. trying to reason with someone who's just unreasonable is all she seems to do half the time. Yeah, so point. it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a tough, tough gig. And obviously over a cumulative year, like she's probably just felt that weight, you know, kind of crush her in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's got no reprieve from it. And she's mm. just, she's never had a happy moment because she's just always on edge. And it's even more tense because Marie's like, Oh my God. And she even gives Walter a hug when she's leaving, mm. which is even Enough. worse because he does not deserve that sympathy hug because no. he's, he's been bad. But so that happens. So Walt doesn't go wake her up. She's in, in her bedroom. She wakes up and this is even worse from Walt. Junior and Walt are sitting on the couch watching Scarface. So there's gun, the TV is loud, you know, guns everywhere. If you've seen that movie, there's a lot of killing in, in, the, in that film, a, a lot. And, you know, she just wakes up to them watching Scarface. They're like, come join us. And the pitch black. And she's just like, oh, my God, this is my life. Yeah, yeah. She's got her sociopath husband just yeah. sitting there like <laughs> – and you know, God forbid, Walter probably thinks you know thinks of himself on an e e uh, even level, or even stepping stones with Tony Montana. So, yeah, I mean, it's, she's just just in a bad spot right now where she she just can't catch a break. Like, and you know, we, we see over the course of the next episode, she takes a drastic measure, kind of to uh, to to get a break from everything. Right. So we then go to to Mike. He's got his new distributor. They got their money. It's going to be 365000 each. Pretty good haul. However, 
they are a waltz like okay wait that it's not enough like we're, we're, we're short like that should be more and you know waltz uh mike goes well you're doing with gus last time you're the owners there's you gotta pay for your drivers and he goes we're gonna pay that much for a driver and he goes yeah mm. you need that much for a driver gus didn't need that because he had an enterprise but you decided to kill him so deal with it <laughs> Which is, I, I love that little shot from Mike because Mike oh, yeah. still hate Mike still hates him, but he he knows he has to deal with him for now to get money for Kaylee and his uh and his uh daughter in law. So he says, yeah, they get a handling fee. Well, it's like, okay, fine, a little more than I'd like to spend, but whatever, give me my money. Well, no, hold up, we have to give money to the pest guys, the owner. Ten, the owner gets a good chunk, ten thousand each employee. Had a hundred thousand legacy pay, and this is really where Walt starts to lose it. And he says, "What the hell is legacy pay?" Yeah, so then this is what we referred to earlier. Legacy pay is paying off the nine remaining guys who basically have to keep their mouth shut. And Walter goes, "Well, you know that's that's blackmail. Like they're blackmailing us." Yeah. And Mike doesn't see it this way. He's like, those are my guys. You know, they're loyal to me. I'm loyal to them because I'm yeah. going to pay them basically be- because that was the agreement. This is the hazard yeah. pay we we agreed upon. And, you know, this this is not changing. And Walter's like, no, like, I'm, I'm, this is ridiculous. I'm not paying. <laughs> you, could, you can feel that there's a fight going to break out. Yeah. And Jesse butts in and says, no, no, no. Like, I, I'll pay. I'll pay this. You know, this, this, is, this is coming out of my wallet. And this is where Walter... Does he doesn't want Jesse to favor one way or the other, yeah, and favor Mike? So he says, "No, like I'll I'll, I'll eat my eat my chunk." Yeah, he goes, "No, no, I'll pay my way. No big deal. Yeah, even though it does nothing to help me, I'll do it. Yeah, for the good of the group." And so they only make one hundred thirty-seven thousand each, and uh, so they're leaving. Walt is just still livid. You can tell, but Jesse <laughs> wants to kind of talk more human stuff. He goes. Yeah, I broke up with Andrea. Um, I just, I just couldn't do it. I'm still gonna pay for her living and whatnot. That's the right thing to do. But I just think for her and Brock's safety, it's for the best. And Walt just butts in, says, "You're you're okay with this, with the money? Like you're cool, like with this little amount of money?" Yeah. And Jesse's just like, "Well, like we're we're employers now, not employees. You got to look at that benefit." And Walt kind of brings it back to a weird place where he starts talking about Victor. Yeah, he brings up, he's like, you know, I always thought, you know, Gus killed Victor because he wanted to send us a message. But looking back, I think that there was more, more than one uh, perspective to, you know, to slicing his throat. And basically he says that, you know, Victor tried to cook a batch and, you know, went a little out of scope of what he was supposed to be doing. and maybe that's why Gus killed him. Yeah. And then, so he doesn't say it directly, but what is he referring to here, Juggy? I think he's referring to Mike myself. I think he's talking, I think he's talking about Mike stepping out of line. That's how I took it. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, he doesn't directly say it, but you know, he, he gives the intention that maybe Mike is biting off more than he can chew. Right. And here's my next question. Is Mike biting off more than can chew? Cause you know, those weren't technically Walter and Jesse's guys who, you know, were covering for them and did all that dark stuff. Do you think that 
they're you know spending money they shouldn't have to or do you think that's fair considering they're part of the operation i would say probably for everybody there it's not fair to pay for everybody per se but i would say with dennis who's at the laundry every day it absolutely is because he knows who they are he could point them out in two seconds and be like yeah this is heisenberg yeah it's walter white you know so i think indirectly they're thinking i don't know any of these people they don't they don't do anything for me but you know, if they didn't pay them, they'd be in prison right there with Mike. So I, I do think he has an argument here. Yeah, kind of, you kind of, you basically have to. And yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's kind of where I, I got with that. I hummed and hawed about it last night thinking, well, God, that doesn't seem right that they take that blow when, you know, they, they, what well, they weren't at the top, but I guess neither was Mike either. He was, you know, he was basically kind There's of a cog the in the machine underneath. Yeah. yeah. So he, in order to keep everything kind of running smoothly, that, that pay does have to be necessary, unfortunately. Yeah. So that, that's where that, that's where that episode uh, ended. We start episode four uh, titled 51 with Walton jr. At an auto shop. They're, they're fixing up the Aztec, getting the brute, getting the bumps out again. They, you know, they've killed, he's killed a few people with this car it went through the plane crash and this guy's going through like, this didn't happen last time. At least the windshield wasn't broke and he's going through it. And he goes, <laughs> you know, they don't make them like this anymore. You know, I think you could probably get another, you know, 200,000 miles on this thing. And Walt just pipes up and says, yeah, well, what do you want for it? He goes, I just told you, you can keep it for a long time. He goes, no, like I want 50 bucks. And the guy goes, you shitting me? And he goes, yeah, get 50 bucks, 50 bucks, and it's yours. And Junior's like, Dad, 50 bucks. Like, this is a, it's a shitty deal. He, you know, he just priced it out. You could get, you know, at least 20,000 for it. And he goes, nah, 50 bucks. He says, okay, I'll go to the register. And Walt sells him the whip. Yeah. And ironically, what, what, what is in the whip? What's in the Aztec juggy that he finds and, you know, kind of maybe changes that personality that we, that, that the reserved Walter White. It would be the fedora. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's where he, he pivots to Heisenberg. And what does he do right after he goes and buys himself? A, he goes and gets a, a black Dodge charger and he pulls up in the driveway juniors in his little love bug there, the, the purple little whip. And he goes, he kind of looks at his dad like, eh. so the next scene we go, they pull into the driveway. He's still in his black charger, but junior is back in the black and red challenger that he bought him in season four. And they're both revving the engine and clearly doing something they shouldn't have done. Yeah. Funny. It's a funny little, mon- funny little montage. You get yeah. the techno music going. They're both like laughing, revving the engines and you know, the whole time uh, Walter's wearing his Heisenberg hat, because I think that's his way of saying like, you know, I'm back baby. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's definitely not a great move, but I mean, here we are. And this only to me, the, at the beginning of this episode says, okay, you know, this something is seriously going to go wrong because Walter got one payday and thinks yeah. that, you know, he's fucking Warren Buffett. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you had a different reaction to it, but I was like, okay, there's some clearly some bad, you know, bad intentions with Walter uh, going, reverting back to his old ways. Yeah, he's 
you know, he's thinking he's Gus, you know, after one cook that he's got this empire and he's been doing it for five minutes, but he, you know, he's buying two very expensive vehicles, a red flag. Uh, and, you know, he doesn't seem to care. Um, so we pivot to Lydia, who's works at Magical Electromotive, uh, the parent company, as you mentioned, to Los Polos Hermanos. And while she's in her office on a, uh, a conference call with, with, the, with the Germans, and she basically gets Mike calls her on her burner with a heads up that the DEA is arriving. He goes, yeah, they're going to be there in like 30 seconds. And she goes, yeah. why didn't you call me earlier? She goes, I just did. And he hangs up the phone and in comes into her office, uh, Hank, Gomi, and a bunch of DEA agents. And she brings them to the warehouse. Yeah. So they go to the warehouse. She's kind of walking around in her little you know, her, her little high heels and yeah. she points out a guy and, you know, clearly this guy, we find out later through the, the board they have, I guess, of the drug empire. Yeah. He's, he's one of the guys that was on the payroll and he's uh, he was a prime suspect. So he's, he gets taken out and it's kind of this awkward scene where she's at the end of this like yeah. long, long, long shelving. And she's just kind of like peeking over the corner to see what happens. And she looks over or he looks over at her and, you know, clearly, you know, she gets uh, very spooked over over this. Yeah, it gives her like a death stare, and she's just like, eh, she's just like getting the hell out of there. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so he he gives her the dirty look. So she goes upstairs. She calls Mike and says, "Mike, this is a problem. Like Ron, he gave me the methylamine. Like he was my guy. Like what what are we gonna do?" She goes. He goes. Well, don't 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 worry. I'll send a new guy. And she goes, what, what do you mean new guy? He goes, there'll be a new guy. And he just kind of, that's Mike ends every phone call that way. Just like, yeah, there'll be a new guy there. Like, don't worry. We're, business, business still go. So uh, he, he hangs up the phone with her and she's very uneasy about the whole situation. Yeah. She's funny. She's like, yeah. Like, you know, these guys walked in so calm. So like not, not, not aggressive whatsoever. Yeah. And on the phone, she's like, yeah, they came in with guns, yeah. you know, they started yelling at me. Yeah. So we clearly see that Lydia is not only paranoid, but yeah. she's also a little bit of, uh, you know, dramatic tight ass, we'll say Yeah. in, in the sense yeah. that she thinks everybody's out together. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Um, so, uh, we'll pivot back to Walton Schuyler. Uh, so that night they're going to bed and, you know, he says, don't worry. The car is not going to be a big deal because uh, it's going to fit with our story. We lease them. No big red flags there. Like that, that's fine. And he also puts a bunch of cash on the table right next to her and says, we're good for money. Like pats the pats around the hand, implying that he's back in the game. Yeah. And, you know, well, Skylar, you know, if she wasn't worried before, she's, you know, super paranoid now thinking like, oh, like shit, like we just got out of a mess. And now you're basically trying to get us back into one, you know, but she's she's still quiet. Like this whole few episodes, Skylar yeah. is very like she's not saying what she thinks. Yeah. She's just basically agreeing with everybody. And, you know, it's you know, this this is kind of the episode where she blows and she blows up on Walter uh, we'll see after and yeah no she she's just not saying anything so she kind of crawls into bed there and walter kind of sneaks in beside her like oh by the way you know it's, it's my birthday tomorrow <laughs> and says yeah oh, you don't you don't have to have a party you probably yeah. already thought of something but yeah. that's okay you can you can have it yeah and then basically goes well and also uh, my cake chocolate with chocolate icing yeah. and 
you know, Skylar's disinterested. She doesn't probably give a shit, but she's yeah. like, this guy has the nerve. You know, he, I already hate him. And yeah. <laughs> he's basically requested a birthday party and, you know, what he wants to eat with it. Yeah, not to mention the next morning. Her thing is to spell out the uh, your birth date in bacon. Mm. And she didn't do it at first. But then Junior's like, do it, do it. And he goes, Walter's like, push it. Yeah, like, it'd be nice like we did it. She comes over, she spells out 51, but it's a super small piece. And he goes, eh, that's kind of lame. Poking at her. And eventually she just throws a big strip on the plate. And he goes, oh, there you go, there you go. But he just doesn't read the room that she's not interested in helping him at any at any point. But that's Walter for you. Um, so we pivot to Hank at the DEA. And they're having, he's having, him and Gomi are having a meeting with a higher up. And they say, you know, we, we're still trying to figure this out. We were working into magical, but we're going to set up a tail on Mike Ermintrout. You're the head of security. We think this guy's going to tell us a lot about what's going on here. Um, but the higher ups tells Gomi to leave. And he says to Hank, you've been right this whole time. All this information, it's been all you. You're, you're a great cop, Hank. And you know, I got to go back to El Paso, which is what Hank used to do. But we need somebody to run this this office we need an at we need we need a boss here and he offers hank the job to basically be the the manager of the new mexico da task force yeah yeah and a huge honor and you know he he accepts basically saying like his wife would kill him if he said no <laughs> uh it also means though that he is he's no longer on cases you know he'd be yeah. looking over all the cases so he would basically be out of the field and kind of just a desk jockey and, you know, kind of, man, uh, uh, you know, micromanaging the offices. So, right. you know, it, it, it interests me because I, I thought back to when he was offered to go back to El Paso and he basically denied it so that he could follow the blue meth. Right. And I was like, okay, well, is he, is he going to do this again? And he did not, he just kind of, he, 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 you know, sucked it back and said, yeah, you know, I, I got to take this opportunity. It's one of the best, yeah. um, sm small piece before this, Chuggy, I, this, uh, this is like a little shout out to him. Hank, Hank was so detailed that he, so when they arrived in Lydia's office, Lydia had two different pairs of shoes on, but mm. they're so close in color that you would basically think that they were the same. And, you know, he, he's talking with Gomi and goes, I don't know, like, she seems kind of scrambled, you know, like, and she goes, she wore two different types of shoes to the office, but you know, me, me or you wouldn't notice that, but you know, a little credit to Hank is he, you know, he's right. an eye for detail in that sense that he's so good. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. An illustration of just how good of a copy is knowing his surroundings, knowing who he's tailing. Um, mm. Yeah. I, 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 I forgot to pick up on that. Um, so Walt has his day. He's, you know, heading home expecting a big party still not reading that Skylar hates his guts at this point but he gets home no cars in the driveway so he's like okay yeah uh, it's a surprise inside walks in junior's just sitting there watching the diamondbacks or something he goes hey dad that was the day good yeah. looking around like where's your mother in the kitchen so he goes and see her and she basically says, yeah, Hank and Marie are coming over, pot roast for dinner, and uh, I got your cake. So, yeah, she, she goes, oh, that's, that's, that's good. But he's clearly disappointed that it's not something bigger. Yeah, you're almost happy by the disappointment. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, Hank and Marie, they're driving. 
And, you know, Marie, Marie, it's obviously off, you know, Hank's like, you know, are you, are you not happy? I got the promotion. And she's like, no, 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 I'm happy. And Hank's, you know, pestering is like, oh, so what's on your mind? And she goes, well, I, I can't tell, you know, the, the person I promised this to, I can't tell. And he goes, okay, well, you know, you know, whatever. He's like, can you at least tell me, give me a clue or anything? And she just says, you know, yeah, is, is it infidelity or what's the word I'm looking for, Dougie? Uh, like uh, basically a fa- like a fair she says like a fair to you oh yeah and then and he goes oh it's you know it's walter you know that makes sense the second cell phone yeah and she goes you know not walt and you know you get this awkward it's funny you get this awkward team where they're both gloomy in the car but yeah. they open the front door and they're both bright-eyed and bushy-faced smiling yeah. oh hey guys yeah <laughs> and, hey birthday uh, buddy how you doing yeah that's yeah it's obviously tough news to get but uh and you know eating supper there and you could tell the whole supper and while they're outside scott skyler is off like she she's hardly saying a word she's just kind of you know sipping on her wine basically just just kind of disinterested in anything that anyone has to say right yeah exactly they start and uh junior departs to go for a drive in the in the new whip and they start talking about, you know, Walt goes in this long soliloquy. He goes, you know, it's going to be a year tomorrow I got diagnosed. He says, this past year has been tough, like with the gambling. And Skylar's been so, so supportive. And I thought, I remember early you know, shaving my head, being on the floor, puking, and her just being there comforting me. And she, he goes, do you remember that, honey? And she goes, uh, she, wa- she just walks away from the table completely unannounced she's standing by the pool this is at nighttime it's not a heated pool by the way this is very much just you know it's there more for show than for use and as he keeps going and going she just keeps she puts her feet in the pool and she keeps going in and going in he's you know he's just he's talking and talking eventually she just gets in and everybody's like Whoa, Skylar, like probably time to get out kind of thing. Marie even gets up, but Skylar just goes completely underneath, goes below the surface and staring lifeless. Like she's ready for to die in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, you know, staring into the abyss really. And, you know, Walter dives in the pool, basically drags her out. And, you know, there's a scene where Walter and, you know, Hank are sitting there at the table afterwards and they're like, oh, like, man, I, you know, has she had her done anything like that? And he goes, no, you know, no, you know, Walter's like, I, I've, I don't know what's going on with her. And, you know, Hank kind of makes this, you know, he basically says, I know, like, I, I yeah. know what's happened between you and Walter referring to Skylar and Ted. Yeah. And, you know, Hank's like, oh, that's, that's tough, man. Like that's, you know, it's brutal. And Walter's just like, yeah, like, I, I just don't know what to do anymore. I don't, I, I, I didn't think it was this bad. Right. So Hank says, well, you should go see a marriage counselor. Like go, you know, Marie loves this, mm. this Dave, like go see him. And he goes, yeah, no, you're probably right. Like, we, we should do that. <laughs> but then Marie comes over and she says, well, why don't we take the kids for, you know, a couple of days, a week, couple weeks, whatever it is. And he's like, no, I can't. That's an imposition. I can't do that to you. But she goes, no, I have the cutest niece in the world. And, Junior's great around the house. We love having him. Like, 
and Hank's even, he's very much supportive because no, of course we, we got plenty of room. Like I, I love having the kids and you know, they don't have their own kids, but I think Hank really does love the kids. Like he's very much, he's does would do anything for them. But Walter's antenna is raised in this moment. And he goes, was this your idea or did you just come up with this or what do you think of this? And Marie goes, actually it was Skylar's idea. Yeah. And he's, he's on, he's on full alert at this point. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of, you know, shift changes, you know, obviously Hank and Marie have taken the kids. He kind of walks into the room. He's like, okay, like you got, you got your wishes. Like, I don't yeah. know what your big show about there referring to her jumping in the pool, going for a little dip Yeah, and, you know, getting the kids away, but like you've won, like, I don't know what you're thinking, you know, you're thinking, but this is, this is it. And he basically and he calls her out. He's like, I know you're not sleeping because yeah, Skylar loves to do this thing where she turns on her side and pretends, you know, maybe either she's sleeping or just not listening. Right. And finally we get the blow up that uh, we've been waiting three episodes, well, four episodes now for. She says, this, the kids are not in a good environment. It's not safe here. She says, the, the fact that you're running things around here, it's no, it, there's, says you're the danger around here i don't care you, you've killed people they could be in the crosshairs you're back cooking again they're not going to be here they'll be at hank and marie's for the rest i'll support you i'll go through the money with the laundry but as far as long as you're doing this as long as you're alive they are not going to be in this home and exposed to the potential threat that you would provide would, would give them basically yeah and she, you know as as much as she's given it to walter she gives it to herself and basically says yeah. you know i'm just as much a part of this as you are now yeah. like I, i've been cleaning your dirty money you know for you know for months now so i i'm no better than you so basically she's kind of you know self-sabotaging herself and walter's just like well what are you gonna do like keep keep these kids away from us for you know the rest of time like no we're her parent or like you know, we're, we're their parents. Like we love them yeah. and they got to come home at some point. Like Marie and Hank aren't just going to take care of them forever. And it's like, well, you know, what's your plan? Like, and you know, uh, um, Skylar goes like, I'll, I'll send them away to boarding school or yeah. I'll send them away somewhere. And you know, Walter's like, Oh yeah, that's what, that's exactly what I want. You got one year left, yeah. uh, Walter jr. I'm going to send you away just to ruin your last year and have no friends. Yeah. You know, what else you got? And <laughs> Walter, Walter's just kind of giving it to her saying like, you know, you, your plan sucks basically is, yeah. what he's, is what he's trying to get at. And Skylar goes, I don't have a plan. You know, I'm not you. I, I don't have some genius plan going on, but uh, every minute that they're away from here, I consider that a victory. Any, any right. minute they're away from you. Right. And she goes, okay, well, if I can't send them off, maybe I'll show up to a family function with a black eye and Hank will start asking questions. And they'll start looking into you. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're going to do that? Okay. Well, because you're so erratic now, because you're so crazy, you're having outbursts trying to drown yourself, maybe I'll have you institutionalized. And I have, I'll bring the kids home with only me here. And you'll just be that crazy wife in the hospital. And everything, every plan she has, he basically has a retort. And mm -hmm. <laughs> Her only really option right now is to keep the kids at Hank Marie's as long as possible because she's in a she's in a tough tough position here. Yeah, and she ends this argument with a, a, a dagger of a line and goes, 
no, I just have to wait. I just have to wait. And yeah. goes, what, you know, what the hell are you waiting for? And she ends it with, I'm just waiting for the cancer to come back. Right. And it's like a bombshell really. When you think about that, like that line, that one line are really, and we see it, it, it really strikes a chord with Walter as he's like, okay, my wife hates me this much that she just, she, she just me mentioned die. that the she, but yeah, she wants me to die indirectly. Like it's basically what she just told me. And, you know, we see the next day, Walter's just kind of sitting there at the table and, yeah. you know, he's, he's off and, he, you know, he went from probably his, his highest of highs to maybe one of his lowest of lows. Yeah, this was, this was definitely tough for him to, to process. And so back to Lydia, she's at uh, Magical. She's waiting for the new guy and she opens up the gate and it's Jesse and he goes, Hey. And she goes, what? who are you? She goes, I'm the guy. I'm the new guy. And uh, he goes, well, how do you know? And she goes, he goes, I'm just a lady. I'm here to pick up some friggin' methylamine and get the hell out of here. Okay. I got 18 hour drive. Let's go. She goes, okay, what's Mike's last name? And he goes, uh, <laughs> Ermin Trout. Is that okay? We're going here. So he gets on the forklift, goes to get the, the barrel of methylamine. But before he can get it to the ground, Lydia points out this marker on the bottom of it. And she says, oh, look, it's tagged. The DEA, they're tracking it. And basically, Jesse goes home with nothing. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of this alerting scene. Like, damn, like they've they've actually they're actually on to them now. And like they're they're planning these, you know, markers here and, you know, going home empty handed, obviously, you know, raises some high alerts. You know, Mike is like, what? Like they're. Like he, she go, he goes, you know, why didn't they put it inside the barrel? And it's like, oh, well, it'll be exposed to the methylamine, probably just ruin it. And, you know, Mike's not satisfied. He's like, this this doesn't seem right. Who who spotted this? And, she, and well, Jesse goes, well, she did. And he goes, yep, I'm taking her out. You yeah, know, I was, you know, I was a sexist last time. And now now she's got to go like this. This this is enough of this bitch. Right. And Jesse's quickly says, no, no, no. Like, no, no, we need her. We need her. We need the methylamine to cook. And Walter pipes in. He says, no, Jesse's right. Don't kill her. They vote. Says, we're not stopping. We're not stopping anytime (laughs) soon. We're only getting started. And it's this big, big, big reveal. Jesse's kind of worried about it. He goes out and sees Walt and he goes, are you okay? And he goes, oh yeah, I'm good. But he also reveals that he bought Walt a, a watch for his birthday. Yeah, yeah, bought him a nice little well, everything they've been through, and it's kind of our. So yeah, the the watch obviously he gets the watch from from uh, Jesse, and it's it's very thoughtful because he's gotten nothing from anybody else. Uh, you know, Marie, we hadn't seen Marie give him a gift. Junior hasn't mentioned anything, and you know, he bought the car for himself. But this is he's done so much bad stuff to Jesse and this kind of just shows Jesse's heart. Cause he gets him a really nice watch, really thoughtful gift. And Walt, you know, thinks enough of it. He puts it on when, when he, uh, before he gets home. Yeah. Well, well, you got to think about it. Walter's probably never gave Jesse a goddamn thing in his life. So no. it's kind of like, you know, besides maybe PTSD, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice gesture. And the funny scene is, I guess we, you know, Walter obviously arrives home. No kids still. Um, Skyler's kind of sitting in the living room, smoking darts yeah. and basically putting them out into a coffee cup. 
and you know just kind of doing her thing there in her in her you know in her now nightgown and jesse or uh, walter comes in he's like oh like you know how's your day trying to be chipper trying to maybe lighten the mood a little bit yeah but you know she's not having any of it and basically he just goes okay well you know worst case he just talks business he says i got a, i got another uh, another um uh, i got some more cash coming in and i need you to deal with it and she goes yeah okay right and he goes you know i know you're mad at me right now but just a few weeks ago the man who bought me this watch wanted me dead and you know they changed their mind about me and he goes so will you and he goes off to bed and he goes you coming knowing the answer she just continues to sit there smoking cigarettes and that's kind of how the episode ends we see him get into bed but you know he's in the room she's in the living room and there's that separation between the two that's still they haven't they're very much apart he wants the family home he thinks nothing's wrong you know they're in a great environment the kids are safe i'm the owner now there's no risk but you know to contrast that shay her argument is well gus was the boss you killed him why couldn't that be, why couldn't you be the Gus coming up? And, uh, you know, I think Skylar has a lot of really good points here as to why she does not want her kids with Walter and instead wants her family with a DEA agent. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And it's, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because, oh, well, sorry, blanked out for a second there. It's, um, if you think that, you know, Walter were to walk away at that point, you know, Gus is dead. They don't, right. if he weren't to go back to cooking meth. Do you think there was any way that Skylar would go back to him or things could be somewhat the way they were? Or do you think it's such a tarnished relationship at that point that they, you know, you mm. forget all about it? I don't think it'd ever be the same, like as good as it was when he was first diagnosed, but I do think it could be better because if he's completely out, the only people that knew about it are presumably dead other than Jesse, but she doesn't really know his connection to it. So threats gone, Hank's safe. Um, he can get back to work. There's no tie, you know, direct ties to Walter anymore. They can just go on and live a normal life. Then I think, I don't think the relationship would be great, but I do think she, they'd have a better chance of having some long-term success, you know, maritally when it comes to just being pleasant around one another. Yeah. Yeah, I think the real the real cough co- uh, the real coffin in the sorry the real nail in the coffin what comes when you know he puts that money on the table basically says I'm back yeah. yeah and it's like okay well this you know he's basically addicted to the game at this point you think about it he's got the he's he could a he could go back to teaching yep. b he has the car wash so it's not right. like they have no uh they have income. no sufficient income coming yeah. in so he doesn't really have to so th- at this point to her it kind of looks like. Well, he's just doing that because he loves he loves the power and he loves the rush at this point of being uh, a criminal. Right. And if he does get cancer again, which is, you know, it's going to happen regard regardless, you know, it's just it's a matter of time. Like she said, they ha- like I said, they had the car wash. She can rely. She has a, her own business that she can rely on after the fact. So it's not like they're up shit creek without a paddle like they were before where she was pregnant, unemployed and, you know she wouldn't be able to pay the mortgage. So it's more ego, ego and selfishness as to why he's back in the game now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, and, you know, I guess it, the beginning of the season, we see Walter walk into a diner. It's his 52nd birthday. Yeah. So we know 
at this point a year from now where whatever happens where he's living in you know massachusetts or boston right. or wherever the hell he is at yeah you know a year a year from then to um to this moment is you know kind of is is, is where things spiral we at least know he's alive in a year but yeah. we don't know what happens uh in you know in the coming time so lots lots to talk about coming up I uh, love the way this episode ends. It's, it's, it's on the, it, there's this little shot where it's on the new watch and it's a ticking. Yeah. No, it's just the time ticking down. And to yeah. my opinion, or, and the way I took it, it was like something, something's coming up because, you know, time, time is ticking down for a Walter and he's either going to get bad news or something's going to happen to him here soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going too well for him right now because it never stays positive for, for, for very yeah. long for old Walter White. But yeah, that puts a wrap on these two episodes. Two really interesting ones. We, you know, we will like I said a couple of interesting ones coming up as well, where you get there's still a lot to deal with when it comes to the legacy pay, which which we'll touch on. There's the mm-hmm. the past people we learn more about and kind of what one of the employees is all about and who he's uh who he's related to, which has a huge part on the tenor of this season. But uh rest of the week, Shay, what do you got on the go? What any big sporting events you're looking forward to? Anything planned the rest of the week? No, I'll probably probably uh, take in Leafs tonight. Uh, excited excited to watch them after not being able couple last couple games I wasn't able to watch. So that's uh, probably a little NBA things have you know things have gotten really good. You get to see mm. some teams stink, but you also get to see some you know, my Celtics stink, I guess you could say, but other teams flourish and you know Golden State and a lot of those great teams out west. So. No, I just just uh, just taking it all in and interested to see uh, where Carlos Correa lands in uh, the MLB. Yeah, some moves today. Obviously, Jose Barreo saw re reups mm. in Toronto. Thor, aka my namesake, Noah Syndergaard, is going to the Angels. Um, you saw Eduardo Rodriguez go to the Tigers uh, yesterday. Mm. So it's interesting to see some players where you usually don't see this much movement this early. But no, there's likely going to be a lockout uh, December 5th when, the, when the, this year ends, uh, MLB. So it's interesting to see players sign now because they get, they're going to get that contract, you know. So it's, it's interesting to see that kind of move. It kind of makes it more depressing because you're thinking, okay, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lockout. No baseball, likely pushback, which is terrible for the sport because the pandemic killed it. And they mm. can't have another 60 game season. They can't financially afford to do that. So, but the way these two sides work, it doesn't bode well for long-term success with the PA and with major league baseball. No, I got greedy owners last time. Hopefully they're, well, hopefully they're less greedy this time, but uh, <laughs> like you said, it's not, not looking like it. Um, well, what about yourself? Any, any pods coming up, interesting ones or anything sporting wise looking forward to? Um, yeah, I, um, Warriors Celtics, uh, not Warriors, uh, Warriors and the Nets tonight. Uh, that's interesting at two really great NBA teams. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. Yeah. Um, even though it's two Canadian teams and you know, you're probably surprised you. uh, Oilers jets tonight is a game that yeah. I circled. Both those teams are playing really good hockey right now. And I, uh, I think both teams are playing well. Um, so that's a game I, I also have circled and, yeah, you know, just I'm gonna chat with our buddy Ben Murray later in the week. Uh, gonna be checking out some of the Monctonian uh, later later in the week. Uh, the uh, major midget AAA challenge. So watch some of that. And 
try to catch my first Q game of the year with Bathurst and Moncton. So a couple of different things, get out and see the, the youngsters and uh, the Q's been off to a good start. So hopefully get to a game later in the week. Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta, can make a little trip up to the John and we gotta, we gotta yeah. check out TD station, a little, oh, a little action going on. Sometime. That's what they call it now. It's not the Harbor. Uh, I call it TD station, but I think it's always notoriously called the, the Haba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Haba. Yeah. <laughs> Wahlberg uh, in the house. Um, yeah. Uh, did you watch that red notice on Netflix? Uh, I, I personally didn't throw it on, but one, one day I was home and my brother who notoriously watches uh, both my brother and my dad both watch bad movies. Uh, yeah. or I think so. They got the little warming in them, I think. Uh, and, uh, I caught the end of it. It was, uh, it was, it looked awful. Yeah. I, uh, it, I don't plan on watching it. Yeah. Yeah. You got big, big dummy and funny guy and good looking woman. That's, that's, that's the premise of the movie. Right. Yeah. I don't know why the rock gets so many roles. Cause he can't act. Oh, he's in everything. Like, yeah. like he, he, he touches all, all platforms now, not to mention there was a Netflix movie. So, you know, there's going to be tainted on that. Um, question for you though, uh, before, before we wrap up, Leo yeah. is coming out with a movie in December with Netflix. Uh, does that taint his career or is that kind of, you know, is that like, uh, everyone's doing it. Might as well do it too. Get your bag. I guess it depends on the movie, how it goes, but I haven't seen many great Netflix originals, um, or any for that matter. Um, <laughs> but, um, I'm surprised he's doing it quite frankly. Um, yeah, he must've got a good paycheck, which, you know, <laughs> kudos to you. How can you blame him? Yeah. Any, but, anyone listening it's called uh it's called uh don't look up or look up or something like that go go look it up for you too go look it up and maybe next week we'll we'll see if it sparked an interest if if you're like okay this is looking like a gong show then you know yeah and we'll, we'll talk about it when we come I, up. Uh, yeah no i i'm looking forward to house of gucci that's my next yeah, i'm, like I'm going movie. to see that in theaters no matter what yeah I have to say, any anytime he's in a movie, Adam Driver usually does uh, a fairly good job. He's he's yeah. kind of up there with the elite now. Yeah, and I mean Pacino, even though he's a he's a vet, he's still very good too. So I I think that's mm-hmm. gonna be a really good movie. You know, yeah. I'm a bit sure to see. Um, you know, I thought Lady Gaga got a lot of praise for playing a uh, singer in whatever that was called, Shallow or Star. A Star is Born. Yeah. She played a, 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 a singer, a musician. Um, she is a musician, so that, that probably took a lot of creativity. But I'm interested to see what she does, what she does playing a non-musician. So I'll, I'll give her more credit in this role. Uh, so I'm interested to see how she does there. Yeah, yeah, me too. It looks like, it looks like it's going to be a phenomenal movie. And uh, you make an early prediction. Oscar worthy coming from her. I'm telling you right now. Wow. Calling it. I haven't even seen it. I think, yeah, I, I think saw she's up there. First 35 minutes of stars born and I couldn't finish it. So I really hope I can finish this one. Uh, but Bradley Cooper took two years to make it and it, uh, it had its moments um, in that 35 minutes. Uh, but Shay, always a pleasure. We'll be back next Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of the week and we'll talk soon. Take care, laddie. All right, everybody have a great week. Stay healthy, stay safe. And like I just said, we'll talk soon.